Welcome to Philanthropy Today, where we share informative and inspirational stories on ways individuals impact the quality of life in our communities. Each week, you'll hear stories on how members of our community make a difference through philanthropy. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. There is a tremendous synergy in Sabetha right now with a very community-minded organization that has been in business there in Sabetha for a, a long time. And we bring into the conversation Leslie Scobie with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation that oversees our uh, affiliate partners. And, and Leslie, this is, this is an exciting conversation that we're about to have because this is something that uh, you don't hear about in today's era. I agree, Dave. Um, I think this is unique. I think it's uh, exciting, and and I hope it's something that that other um, towns hear about, other um, family based businesses hear about, and it catches on. Well, we hope to inspire others. So uh, we have two guests that are joining us via Zoom on our Philanthropy Today podcast. And Leslie, would you introduce them for us? Okay. I'll start with John Pearson. John, I've known for a long time. He is with Winger uh, Corporation, and he has with him, I'll say Jesper and let him um, say his <laughs> own name, and, and you guys can tell what your roles are with Winger Merrill. Gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Jesper, let's go ahead and start with the name. Hit it. Yeah. Well, maybe more the origin of the name. So, I actually, I come from Denmark. And in Denmark, uh, a, a deer is called Jort and a hill is called Hoyt. And clearly, my ancestors lived somewhere near where there's a, a hill with a lot of deer on it. So, my last name is Jort. Sorry. It's too difficult to pronounce, but but uh, but anyway, that's, that's how it is. And I... I'm currently serving as president of Winger, uh, the, the Winger Group of Companies, which uh, is uh, two companies here in Sabetha. Uh, it's a company in Denmark, actually, where I come from, and it's a company in Brazil. Uh, and John is here with me. And John, thank you for having an easy name to pronunciate on that side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave, I'm John Pearson, and I've been with Winger since uh, 1999, so coming up on 24 years this summer. And uh, as Leslie mentioned, uh, worked on it with Leslie on a, a number of projects here in the, the local community. So, uh, tell us about what the Winger Corporation is. Well, Winger Manufacturing was started by two brothers here in the in the thirties, and so uh, we're almost uh, ninety years old, eighty-five to ninety years old. Uh, very successful uh, local business. Um, primarily focused on extrusion and, and drying, related drying and uh, control systems, uh, heavily focused on the pet food industry, dry expanded pet food, uh, but a number of other applications in uh, food or uh, um, even aquatic feeds. And so kind of a broad range of applications. But uh, uh, today, Winger has about 500 employees uh, globally. Um, as as uh, Jesper mentioned, we have uh, locations in Brazil, uh, Europe, Denmark, uh, Belgium, Taiwan, and uh, a strong presence here in, in Northeast Kansas and in Sabata, probably close to 
375 uh, folks based right here in, in Sabatha. And, and most of our manufacturing is, is done here in, in Northeast Kansas. But uh, most of our customers are outside the U.S. We're consistently uh, have sales of 60 to 70% of our business outside of the, the U.S. So really strong export company, but growing significantly over the years, a very strong business here. What is something that has inspired Winger to be such a locally based com- uh, company? Uh, I think the, probably the biggest part is our employees, uh, really high quality employment base here. And, and uh, it's about the, a lot of really hardworking, dedicated folks, uh, low turnover, highly skilled. Um, seems like a lot of engineering talent here in Northeast Kansas, a lot of very highly technical people capable of running CNC machines, uh, very high quality welders. Uh, um, just a, like I say, I think uh, Winger attributes a great deal of their success to the, the quality of employment, long-term employment dedicated employees here in, in Northeast Kansas. There's a transition with ownership here. So, so John, let's talk a bit about uh, the steps in taking that ownership uh, and becoming here once again, international. Yeah, the uh, the Winger family at the, the time of the this transition, there were about seventy uh, Winger stockholders and uh, uh, all family members, and they did they make the decision to basically market the company. Um, hired an investment bank out of out of New York City to handle the the marketing process, and uh, just felt like it was time from a family perspective to allow a somebody else to, to take that next step, not necessarily aligned on, on what the next step and the capital required and, and management and all those sorts of things. And so, uh, like I said, they, we did hire an investment bank, went through a, a diligence process, and uh, there were a number of people interested and a number of companies interested in, in acquiring Winger. So, uh, as we've discussed, Winger's uh, Whatever, well-run, strong history, dominant market position, all those things that, that folks are looking for in a company. And, and uh, so we were fortunate that Morrell was part, Jasper and Morrell were part of that process and uh, ended up uh, agreeing that, that Morrell was the, the best fit for, for Winger and moving forward. Yes, we give us a background on Morrell. Morrell is a company <clears throat> which origins comes out from the fishing industry. So Morell is born in Iceland in 1983 and uh, with some uh, students or some, some people at the University in Reykjavik who came up with a way of uh, weighing fish on board in the high sea. So Morell actually comes from marine electronics, but that's what we originally were. Uh, in 1992, we were listed on the Icelandic Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ Iceland. And then throughout the last kind of 20, 25 years, 30 years, we have acquired a number of companies, companies with, with histories that date back uh, to the origin of, of like what Wenger back to the 30s, but also way back in the 1800s, late 1800s, we have one company. And we did this to try to consolidate the food industry. It was uh, very clear that the food industry is becoming more and more consolidated. Maybe you see the most here in the US where you have about 90% of the volume in food being produced by, by probably 10% of the companies. So we saw that opportunity back in the early 2000s to go out and try to consolidate this industry. And, and that has been our primary drive has been to follow the organic growth of the food industry 
as we all know, there are more and more people on this uh, precious globe of ours that we need to feed. But at the same time, we've also seen a, a dramatic increase in available income that is used for food. So food production itself has to go up a lot. And, and there we saw quite early that this is a space where we want to we want to play a big part in. So so that's kind of the origin of the of uh, of uh, of Morel. But like I said, many of the companies that we have within our group have histories, maybe none as kind of, I don't even know what, like the Wenger history is just, it's amazing. Like Wenger is basically born out of the dust bowl. These two brothers that John was talking about back in the 1930s, they came up with a method of mixing molasses with roughage. And this you can actually use to feed cattle. So in many ways, Wenger was born out of that kind of terrible dust bowl that drove up through the, the, the U.S. all the way up to Nebraska. So the origin of Wenger is truly like innovative, but a lot of the other companies we have have similar kind of backgrounds. We just have these fascinating stories of uh, of producing food the way maybe our our grandparents did, and then to the modern day of producing large volumes of food. And and, and their Wenger is just a, a key player in that history and a key player for the future history of Morel. So the fit was was very very good with Wenger from our side. You might clarify that that we both make processing equipment so uh-huh <clears throat> so we both basically convert raw material inputs to input that is eaten either by animals or by humans basically so on the morel side it's traditionally been animal proteins meat fish and poultry that we then convert into something that goes on your plate whether it's a whether it's a, a breaded drumstick or whether whatever it might be a, a good steak like we see it up here in kansas what Wenger does is they take raw materials from the grain side of things, from soy, from uh, wheat, from from different raw material inputs, and they convert them into high quality uh, food and feed. So food for companion animals, feed for, for instance, fish. And then in, in the last kind of 10, 15 years also, Wenger has become one of the primary producers of what today is known as plant-based products. So these so-called alternative proteins, Wingers at the very core of that process. So, so we are very similar. In the One way. of the things that impresses me about the the winger story and and Morel as well is how you have such a strong base in your community relations. And John, with the sale of Winger, and this has provided a tremendous opportunity for you and your employees to do something significant in your your home base community of Sabetha. Can you tell us about uh, what it is you're doing? Well, as part of the, the sale, and, and uh, I'd say it was a significant component, uh, Morel agreed to to fund a, a uh, donor-advised fund with uh, $4 million of, of cash um, to be basically reinvested in the, in the community. So, and again, this is something that really differentiated Morel from, from other potential um, buyers of Winger, and, and uh, I credit the Winger family and uh, the board of directors being company stewardship was a, a critical component and, and community, uh, I guess you'd say community investment, community commitment. So uh, that was a, a big piece of it. And, and Morel came up with this idea of this $4 million donation investment to a, a local community foundation as part of the, the transaction. And so, like I say, I, I think that is probably one of the deciding factors. There were a number of companies that were very similar in price and, and uh, 
and offer and uh, this differentiated morale from the other dealing folks. John, what does that mean to the residents of Sabetha? Oh, I, I, we're just getting started here, but I, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, I, I hope that we're able to award uh, somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand dollars worth uh, of grants every year and uh, grow that over the years. But I, I think that that sort of money will have a huge impact on our community, and it'll be exciting to see the the applications that come in and the opportunities presented and. And uh, we're we're obviously going to award those grants, but hopefully that has a multiplying effect, and that uh, you know that that these our employees, our uh, other residents and surrounding areas are are involved in a number of projects, and with their hard work and and uh, dollars from this uh, uh, foundation, that we're we're able to to accomplish. Uh, Unbelievable things. Jesper, in your home uh, country in Iceland, is this philanthropic perspective something that uh, is consistent with your company's history there? So the, the, some of the main similarities there, there are between where we come from in Morel, uh, in general, and where we are here in Sebastopol, is that we come from the same type of communities. They're small communities, typically centered out and around where either the farmers are or the fishermen are. So they are kind of rural communities. So when I first came up to Zabetha here, there's a lot of folks up here saying, yeah, but we're just a small town in Northeast Kansas. And I was like, I get it, because I'm from a small town in the north of Denmark. So I, I completely understand that. So for us to come into Zabetha was no different than visiting many of our other locations. It's the same type of community feeling that's there. So why we wanted to pledge this uh, commitment to the community was, was, of course, tactical in the sense that we wanted to let everyone know that we're not going to come here to break it. We're here to help grow this even further. But we also do it to support ourselves because we are also Sabatha and the rest of the world. Uh, we, like I said, we come from the same origins. We have the same focus areas. So, so in that thing, sense, we just we felt it was the, the right thing to do uh, to give it back to the community because also we have, I mean, I just saw a colleague of ours, John Mauder, walk past the door up here. He's, he's been 50 years in Wenger. His son, Andrew, now works down the tech center. So we don't just employ people in Sabatha or the surrounding areas. We employ families. We have histories here that go back, you know, as long as, as, as John was saying, the 85, uh, 80 plus years. So, so we are in many ways just supporting ourselves by, by, by doing this. And we think it makes a lot of sense to invest in the communities where you want to grow and be, be, become prosperous. Uh, it's like watering your own garden. Do you feel like it's rare to find this kind of parallel in the two uh, companies where you have just, you know, you've got this relationship that has similar backgrounds, that has similar philosophies. Is that something, you know, John, when you were interviewing companies, you know, you talked about this, this standing out, but is this something that's, you know, a rare opportunity? Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with these types of processes, but it, it did seem like morale stood out with their, their values, their commitment to our uh, community and and like I say that really did differentiate them in, in this process and so you know there were other companies in the in the processing equipment area but but nobody that seemed to be quite as well aligned with you know the the stewardship requirement the, the commitment to our communities uh, those sorts of things so I I it definitely did differentiate around yes sir is there going to be an influx of uh, new uh, folks that are going to be working at the company now? Um, so <clears throat> one of the kind of starting points we have is that we want to continue to be 
mainly based out of uh, Northeast Kansas here. So we want to grow our base here. Uh, we want to make sure we have attractive jobs for folks up here. Also for the kids that don't necessarily go the college way, but can come in and be really good uh, welders and machinists here with, with, with us. And we think that's uh, that's a big part of the community up here because there's so much pre-knowledge just from the fact that you, you have a lot of farm guys or farm boys coming in here uh, when they're young and, and, and they see similarities in what they did back at the farm and what we do. So we want to continue to build our base here in Zabetha. I think it's likely that we will try to modernize as much as we can. I mean, we have relatively advanced uh, plans in terms of adding facilities in, 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 in Zabetha to make sure we have attractive, good places for people to work and to create a good future with each other um, or, or together with us. And then we just think it's an ideal place to do it here because, like John said, the, the work ethics here, the moral here is just... Uh, it's, it's similar to that we see in other rural communities. You, you've learned to work hard, you work hard, and if you get a little bit of headwind, uh, if a tornado comes, I, I learned recently, if a tornado comes, you don't go to the basement, you grab a beer and you go to the porch to have a look at it. <laughs> and you kind of dig your feet in and you weather that wind coming in. And that's kind of the spirit that's up here. And that that spirit or that kind of quality is really worth building on. It. So that's what we want to do up here. Well, congratulations on your true Kansan nature that you have adopted. <laughs> we, we see some, we see some pretty, uh, we see some pretty good wins uh, in, in in Denmark, where I come from, and my wife is Icelandic, so we've seen our fair share of wind there. Also, it's, uh, it's not a, a U.S. phenomenon. I want to turn the conversation over to Leslie now, and let's talk about the the community foundation side of it with the work that you do, and your engagement here in establishing this gift to uh, Marilyn Winger and what that means for the community and, and some opportunities for the Sabetha community also. Well, you know, I'm not native to Sabetha either. John isn't, and Jesper definitely isn't. Um, when I came to Sabetha, probably one of the very first things I learned was Winger. Uh, I came as a school teacher and I learned that many of my students worked for Winger. The parents worked for Winger. And it seemed like at that time, that was kind of the epitome of employment in Sabetha. Um, Winger has that much influence and that much um, just history in our town. And I learned that very quickly. So um, I guess when you jump forward to the community, I'll talk as a community member, um, hearing that winger was up for sale it was a little bit um unnerving for i bet people. that'd be disconcerting mm -hmm. because um it had just such a presence i mean the very first manufacturing plant is right on main street in sabatha a very large plant and they've they've grown and and um you know just as i'm a school board member now and we know that uh, um, to keep our population of kids up you need you need those same jobs to be available. So when that came up and and then when um, transition to Merrill coming in as the um, the buyer and the word on the street was that they were going to do something for the community. And I remember hearing that. And uh, of course, now I'm as a community foundation director, my ears perked up <laughs> because it uh, in the writing that I could read, it said that they were possibly looking for a nonprofit. And uh, um, I've learned that that's how we grow. And so it was exciting. Uh, went through a long process because they had to do their due diligence and and they uh, looked at other 
community foundations to work with. We feel really blessed and really fortunate that they came back to Sabetha. And I think it was the affiliation, the partnership we have with uh, Greater Manhattan Foundation and Vern and Mitzi and all the back-end people here that allowed that to really happen. So we are now in our first grant cycle, and uh, John and a small committee of people will be looking over uh, the first grant applications. Um, and there's uh, a wide range of um, criteria because of Merrill and their work with with um, grants previously. There were nonprofits uh, that they've are interested in uh, water, um, STEM, uh, reading. And then I was really excited because they added a community improvement component. And that gives a lot of opportunity for um, organizations to think, well, maybe we could apply for that grant. So I've had a lot of interest. Um, I don't know that these guys even know that, but I bet uh, I bet I get a question every few days. Somebody will call and I'm just saying, you know, the application's not that difficult. I think a lot of people think, oh my goodness, I've got to write a grant. They don't have to write a grant. They basically fill out an application. Hmm. What are they going to do? What are their plans? Um, how are they going to improve the community through the money that they would ask for? So um, it'll be exciting to be able to see the committee go to work on those soon. John, do you have some hopes on uh, what some of these uh, proceeds may be going to in Sabetha and the community? Uh, I don't think anything specific. I am really excited to see what the uh, the grant applications that come in. I think it, uh, as Leslie said, uh, education, community support, it is pretty broad. So I, I think that uh, there'll hopefully be a, a wide range of, of opportunities for us to, to choose from. And, and uh, Leslie said, this is our first cycle. So we're, we're definitely learning and, and a lot of opportunity out there. Well, Jasper, this has been um, an amazing story to tell, and I hope that it's one that gets very well documented, not only here in Kansas, but also back home in Iceland and Denmark, that you have a tremendous story about, hey, look what we did, you know, with some Dust Bowl survivors <laughs> and, uh, and, and a lot of people that have a great, great amount of community pride. And, and it just sounds like that this is just uh, a wonderful partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. And also, like like John was emphasizing, I mean, we placed four million dollars into this, and the plan is to 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 do between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand dollars in grants every year. So that also tells you that we're here for the long run. Like this is going to be years of support into the community here, uh, and 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 this story and how we've done this and how a company and a family like the Winger family how they value this so high, also in their decision on these high level how. Who do we want to give or, 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 or trust the stewardship of our family company to? I think the fact that the community piece, the connection to the community, community and the support to the community plays such a big role for them, I think is is pretty prescriptive, not just in Northeast Kansas, but in many places around the world, that this community engagement is increasing everywhere. And when you then have like, you know, kind souls like Leslie there next to you who who, who can help you convert this into to actual projects, actual cre creative uh, life improving projects. But there's just, you know, the story has to start. So, so, so we'll continue from the dust bowl and, and we'll see where it takes us. But I'm, I'm sure that together we'll go uh, and, and execute projects that are going to be 
uh, support it to the community and support it to uh, Winger as a business. So, Jesper, my one question is not uh, related to uh, the work that, uh, you know, the merger is doing or with the foundation. But if I'm uh, to come up to Sabetha, what is your favorite meal at a <laughs> restaurant in Sabetha? <laughs> Well, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what time of the day it is. But I will say this. I have spent some considerable time when I've been in Denmark trying to uh, copy the chicken salad from Brick Street. That is really good. <laughs> um, so so they do a really good. Uh, but I think in general, I mean, I'm the kind of guy who comes up here and I live up in an Airbnb just south by the golf course. So I see John once in a while over there also. <laughs> Uh, and then I'll go into a local country market and cook up a meal at home because that's how I was brought up. That's how folks here are brought up. So I actually cook a meal for myself every day. So it's 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 uh, very often I'm up here and I don't go to any restaurants except for lunches. So so uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good food up here. Uh, I actually have a theory about that with why American food is so good. So what you see in many restaurants you go into, like 50, 60 percent of the menus are the same. So it's just it's a matter of who makes the best cheeseburger. Not that they make a cheeseburger. So I couldn't agree more. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you can't make a cheeseburger good, you can't do anything else right. <laughs> That's a great starting point. Gentlemen, this has been a delightful conversation. Thanks for joining us via Zoom and telling us uh, this wonderful story of, um, of community and commitment to community for, for perpetuity. I think that this has just uh, been a delightful conversation and we'll have grand information on our show notes on the uh, on the podcast here. So, and Leslie, thanks for arranging yeah, this. Thank you. Thanks for Mitzi. She all, we all played a part. Gentlemen, good luck. Uh, continue, uh, continue the good work. And I uh, look forward to, to hearing more out of the work that you're doing in Sabatha. Thank thanks. You thank you guys. Thank you for joining us for philanthropy today, an inside look at the greater Manhattan community foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. 